Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Seven Intrigue Vibe Podcast. Now in this podcast, me and Dr. Ghanem Kashwani, we like to speak about different topics. And topics like what we want, for example, startup, entrepreneurship, new trend, mental health, and career, and self-improvement, and self-engineering, and sometimes another thinking major. We like also to interview other people from other fields. So we like to get the expertise on how they can benefit us and benefit society. So let us jump to the episode. And thank you guys. I'm wishing you the best. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night from where you are. In this episode, we speak with Mark Crossfield. Wow, he's a great podcaster and he has a proper podcast. He's a charter civil engineer, a charter manager, and charter coach. And he's been like working with the UK government for a long time and working as a career source for a work time. And he's coaching one-to-one. Last year, he opened a podcast called Profit Coach where he's teaching people career coaching. Because he's really a career coach and he really tries to help people in their career. So I hope you're going to go and listen to the episode. Go and listen to the episode. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mark, how are you? How's everything with you? Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very good, actually, Atif. Uh, nice to meet you and uh, Dr. Kashwani. And uh, thanks so much for inviting me on your podcast. Well, actually, it's a pleasure for our, to be to be a, to come as in our podcast because, to be honest, like we listen, I listened to a couple of your episodes and I like what you did. This about topic about the career education. It's really it's a really topic, especially for engineering perspective, because no one actually taught us how to do engineering, how to do this from when our, in our childhood. So, what about that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think. Um, I mean, it's a big subject, and in in terms of the. You know, the education we get at schools for careers, I think to a certain extent it's it's limited. We we get, um, you know, split into groups, whether we like technical things, maths and uh, physics, or whether we like humanities or the arts. So we quickly get split up into different groups and we end up going down pathways which, you know, lead to vocational occupations such as civil engineering. And... I don't think along the way there is any um, sense of trying to understand what it is really we want to do with our careers. And that means that quite a few people end up in many careers, including civil engineering, where perhaps they feel that maybe they're stuck or they're not in the best part of the the business or they're not in the best company. Um, So I help people to get unstuck and to, to, you know, to move their career forward in in a positive direction. So, but uh, Mr. Mark, can you introduce us more about yourself and how you are and how you end up to coaching? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm an accredited career coach and I'm really passionate about um, helping people to love their job and build a great career. But it, in a way, I, if I can take the clock back a little bit, um, so I'm a chartered civil engineer and a chartered manager. And I spent about 28 years working in local governments in the UK, first as a highway engineer when I first started out, and then later as a highway services manager leading a operational workforce, about 60 staff, something like that. And I was always interested in career issues. And I qualified as a coach about 15 years ago and worked internally um, doing some coaching as well as the, you know, the responsibilities I had, um, the management responsibilities I had. And then in the end, I decided that I wanted to change career so a couple of years ago, I started my own business, Bravo Coaching, and 
I get to work with clients all around the world now and help them to improve their careers. So it's it's a fantastic job. So can you explain more about what is the career coaching and what you do in your career coaching, especially? Yeah, I think what happens is with people, people get, um, you know, it's, it's quite a challenge for people because they get too busy working uh, in the job to think about the actual uh, the business of the, the, you know, the career and the direction of the career. And that's where career coaching comes in. So finding a career coach can be literally life-changing and it can help you to make the most of your skills, experience and aspirations. And, you know, I work with lots of people on a range of different issues in terms of, you know, helping them to get career clarity in terms of which direction they want to go, helping them to make a big leap from one job to another or even one industry to another, uh, helping people to deal with things that get in the way, the blocks, if you like. Um, you know, helping you to push through the fear because fear quite often shows up in our, our career. And, um, you know, people get stuck in a rut as well. So I help people to see whether the, you know, that we can, we can sort that out for them. You know, we can loosen the rut and either get things moving nice, nice and freely again, or whether they need to look at other options in their career. So it's very rewarding. Um, and, you know, I can come onto the process, but it, in essence, it's a way really to move you on in your career such that you, you know, you're living a really enjoyable um, career in, within civil engineering. Uh, so, Mr. Mark, uh, you know, thanks again for accepting our invitation. You know, I'm very thrilled for this episode because personally, I'm interested about career education and career coaching. And uh, as a civil engineer and as an uh, academic, uh, I ask myself, Kashwani, uh, if you have a career lot uh, early in your life. I mean, I have some uh, a broader question here. For example, now we have different generations. We have baby boomers, we have millennium, we have generation Z, uh, Gen Z, and they really focus on entrepreneurship, uh, content creator. They don't like a conventional way. As a career coach, how you can juggle between this and how you can you know give the best advice that it is actually the suitable advice because I usually believe um, believe in the suitable solution, not the best solution because everyone has his suitability. And again, the next question that I may ask that uh, again approach the question is that um, should I have career coaching or uh, or career education as a lifestyle? I mean, during uh, our academic study, we have an academic advisor, but we never have career advisor every year. So having a career uh, education or career coaching, is this a lifestyle thing? And what's the difference between it and between mm -hmm. having a mentorship? Yes, that's that's really, um, really good good questions there, actually, um, Dr. Kashwani. In, in terms of dealing with the, um, the difference between mentoring and coaching, I guess mentoring is really... It, it tends to be a longer-term relationship rather than the, uh, a short-term relationship. And mentors sort of impart their experience, learning and advice um, to those who have less experience in a particular field. So you find mentorship works well in organizations where, let's just say you want to become a, a manager and you want to learn some of the skills of management and deal with some of the issues. Then you can work with a mentor who's you know in that position who can help you to uh, improve your skills and to get you ready for that role. Coaches, on the, on the other hand, tend to help clients um, progress through, you know, setting goals, exploring values and beliefs, and creating, creating plans of action. So it can be much more short-term and more goal-focused. And 
importantly, it's not based necessarily on the experience of the you know the coach. So I I I coach people from many industries as well as civil engineering. Uh, even where I've not got an expertise in that particular uh, industry, I can still coach them because the principles are still the same in terms of exploring the values, um, the skills, the, the things they're interested in. All these are universal to whatever industry that um, people work in. And I think that that sort of moves on to probably your, your other question, which is, um, I, I suppose, about the suitability of coaching for different um, types of roles and different um, individuals within, let's say, civil engineering, because that's that's who our audience uh, are. And I think it's it's absolutely suitable for 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 anyone in 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 um, within that within those different roles you outlined, because the as I say, the principles are um, still apply for someone that's very technical that wants to you know look at the next step. Uh, those that have aspirations to move into being a manager or a leader, um, those that might be interested in doing an MBA, and I know that is something you've uh, you've discussed on this um, on this platform, and I, I was was very interested in your conversation about that actually. Um, so I think coaching applies to all those different situations. That's not to say that everybody needs a coach, and some people find it easier to uh, find their way. Th- within their career. They can actually navigate quite nicely within their career and seem to have an ability to, you know, make the next steps and make them quite easily and in the right direction. Other people sometimes don't find it as easy to move on to the next stage. And there's many reasons for that, actually. And coaching addresses some of those reasons, such as, you know, the fear shows up sometimes, blocks get in the way. Um, sometimes we we have so many choices we're not sure which direction we we should we should take. So a career coach, good career coach, helps you to um, reflect on all that information and see what the next best steps are for you in your career. Career education, like, shall be from like from the because you know as Ghanem said, as I resonate most of that, as Ghanem said, it shall be taught from education from college. I agree with that. But what about uh, Mr. Mark from high school? Shall be that career education shall be from school? Because to be honest, I will tell you the story. Like we are in the Middle East. Okay, we, for me, I was lucky. I was I was lucky to choose my major. But for example, for other people, for example, our their parents force them to go for a certain major. Like for example, especially some culture, you have to be either this major or no. Hmm. So what about career education? And even some some of them. They don't have, an, they don't know what's what's life going toward him. What about career towards them? Because you know, like for, at the age of sixteen, you don't know what's the career ha- having to you and what's career happening to you. So, do you believe that career education shall be from school and parents shall be involved in it or no? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think. I mean, ultimately, I think that. I mean, if you look, at, if we look at children and adults, then uh, you know, in terms of careers, if you like, when. When, when the child's young, then it's the responsibility of schools and, and, and teachers. And at some point, it becomes the responsibility of the person, you know, whatever, whatever age that might be, whether that's 16, 18. Um, but ultimately, the, you know, your career, and we're talking about adults, I guess, now, is your responsibility. You, so you really have to take responsibility for that career. But that's not to say that we shouldn't have an education system which better supports that. So I remember when I was at school, when I was 16, 
the only career advice I got was I had to fill this questionnaire in, um, like tick lots of boxes. And at the end, it said that my ideal career was a, a boat builder. That was it. I was ba- <laughs> I was basically um, being touted for a, for a boat builder. And I didn't get any more advice than that. And what happens is we tend to follow a, a few different uh, routes. One could be that our parents have done a career and we're quite interested in that or we've been encouraged to follow that career. Well, that's fine. That might be the right career for us, but then again, it might not. So we might go down that path. Sometimes we, we look at what our friends are doing and think, oh, well, I want to do that as well. You know, it's a good, it's good pay and it's a, it's a nice office and it's working in a city and that sounds quite good. So sometimes we're drawn to the extrinsic aspects of a career rather than the intrinsic aspects. I think that's where education can come in because if we can start to look at the intrinsic aspects, you know, the things that we are important to us, um, the things we're, we're good at doing and we enjoy doing, our interests, if we start to look at all those and make those parts of career decision uh, taking, then we're more likely to move in a direction which is going to give us a satisfying outcome at the end. Whereas what happens now, you're good at maths and physics, um, then you, you know, when you start looking at options at university, you start looking at engineering, um, you know, you weigh up the different engineering options maybe, maybe you settle on civil engineering and, and, you, and you're moving down that path. Um, that path in itself is narrow for a while when it's, you know, during university is quite narrow. But then when you come out of university, the path widens. I mean, there are so many choices for civil engineers in terms of different types of civil engineering. And in, you know, those organizations, there's so many roles within organizations that you can do, not just technical roles. You can do marketing, you can do management, you can do, um, you know, publicity. So civil engineers were blessed with so many roles actually but maybe because we've not had the education earlier in our our lives we've not really got the skills to sometimes work out what it is really we really want to do and and that's where career coaching is very helpful so so mark i totally believe that uh, the area that you are doing is very noble uh, and uh, area and it contain a mission my question here um, if somebody come and ask you what is the healthy career education and healthy career coaching is it something contain the, the answer for the why and the high, uh, how and the what and um, it is about the journey and uh, or it is about the destination and how we can become uh, become more resilient through career education mm-hmm. and career yeah, coaching yeah and um, I suppose there's a, there's a few things there. One is that what we want from our career does change. So that is one of the other things that um, adds some complexity to this, that you know, when we leave school at 16 or 18 or, and go to university, the aspirations we have then do, um, do change. So we, 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 we start to broaden our horizons. We start to look at other options by us working within civil engineering organizations, we start to see what it is we like. I mean, actually, if I can, if I can speak from a personal point of view, even though um, I enjoyed engineering and maths and physics, when I started work, I didn't particularly enjoy the the, the technical aspects of the job that much, actually. Uh, if I'm being honest, I was, I was okay at it. So for me, 
Um, I wanted to think about what I wanted to do within civil engineering. I, and I did a um, I did a master's actually in construction management. So that allowed me to broaden my my approach and my knowledge within civil engineering. So then I, that opened up new avenues for me. I, I could then start to think about different roles within civil engineering. And that, that really did help me to widen and um, broaden and move towards the, the role that would really, really help me. Um, so I think so if that answers one, one of your questions, Hope. But I think the, the other thing you mentioned um, was about resilience. And resilience is, I mean, it, it, it's a word that's used very often now in terms of, you know, you hear it a lot, don't you, in, in, um, in career circles and at work. And it's this ability, I think, really to, um, you know, deal with whatever life throws us and what work throws us and to deal with that in a positive way and move forward um, following that. And to be able to do that is, is, is really important. So I think actually when I work with people, one of the things that I, I do in my work is I reflect on where they've come from, the, you know, the, what's, been, what's happened at school and at college and at university. And when you look at their timeline, you see they've already been very resilient in their life. So I get them. I get them to draw upon the fact that they already have resilience within them. It's already there. It's just a case of them using that resilience in their career, being able to bring that to bear and to help them to deal with the things that um, that show up. Um, and finally, I mean, let's not forget when it comes to your your career and looking for support and resources. There's never been more information available. And there is lots of support available for people. Even if you think about within your own organization, there's people that will be able to help you. And sometimes it's about asking for help. And I know sometimes we're a little bit proud sometimes to ask for help, but I've never met anyone that, uh, you know, if you say to them, I'm struggling with, um, you know, work, working out how to sort of do, um, you know, some design or, you know, I'm struggling with um, doing presentations. I feel really, you know, anxious about it. Whatever it might be, I've never met anyone that hasn't said, "Let you know, I'll support you with that. Let me help you." Because people are genuinely very helpful. Generally, when you when you ask for support, so it's remembering you've got resilience already, and it's reaching out and and asking for help from those around you. So, so Mark, I really like your perspective in generally. You know, you said people are genuinely you know, helpful. And you mentioned the word timeline. So could I say that career coaching or career education simply and nutshell to give you more option in your life and your career, more healthy option, and then it is up to you to choose the suitable one. Can uh, we say this? Options are, uh, uh, yeah, you've, you've hit on something really important, actually, because when when we get stuck in our career, the thing we think we've got is uh, no options. We sometimes think that's it. We're stuck here. Uh, we've no options. We can't go backwards. We can't go forwards. We're stuck. And one of the things I help to do is to reveal to the to the people I work with that they have lots of options. The options could be to stay within the organisation and you know work with a manager to make the role more enjoyable. It could be about applying for a different role within the organisation. It could be about applying for it. 
a similar role in a different organization. It could be about changing industries. So I, what I do is help to um, really find out what is important to the, the person. And then with that information, we create options. And then one of the best things, actually, is in one of the sessions we, we do is we have these options. And we do like a brainstorming. And so the options are all are all there. We might, let's say we've got a dozen options. And it's seeing the face light up when they see the option, which is the one that really makes them excited. And that is one of the joys of being a career coach because they then realize they're not stuck where they are and their options that they've, they've identified can really move them somewhere that will be really exciting and enjoyable for them. And that's, that's, quite, a good, that's quite a good part of the, uh, the process, actually. Uh, Mark, I really, you know, uh, somehow I can see some resemble between career coaching and cognitive behavior therapy because it's all about self-awareness. You mentioned about the options, you know, it's like, you know, people before in the 60s, and the 70s, the conventional way, the school of the thinking that you stuck in your job until you you know, passed away, then maybe sometimes your kids will continue the same organization. But with these days, now it's different. People have been getting cut and any financial crisis, people easily get cut. But now you say with career coaching, you know that there are many roads. Uh, so it, it is not the ABCD. It is not the only way. You have a different way. You have different routes. So I, I can see that there is a lot of self-awareness here. And, um, you know, I really appreciate that because as you, you mentioned a really important word, timeline, resilience, option. And then um, you just, once you reach this stage that uh, you figure that you have more tools in your bag, you know, than the, the one you, you thought you had. Uh, absolutely. And um, I mean, CBT is, again, it, it it's pretty ubiquitous now. People are, are, are used to the many of the the tools within um, CBT, and I and I use some of those tools actually in my career coaching, because quite a lot of the challenges that people have, the things that hold them back, are things they say to themselves. You know, they tell themselves that I'm never going to be a manager. Um, I couldn't I couldn't make that step up into a leadership role, and it's about challenging some of those self limiting thoughts they might be having. Um, and, and helping them to see that the the opportunities that they have and the the steps they can take will lead them along the um, the path. You know, once they have some support and they start to think about and um, challenge some of their own thinking. So, so, so CBT is actually quite a, um, a useful. It's useful in in any industry, of course, in any um, uh, part of our life. But certainly in in career coaching, it does come in very handy, actually. Yeah, you remind me with the book, uh, Men's Search for Meaning, you know. Uh, I think somehow uh, it will be helpful for people who also, you know, work in that uh, area of career yeah, coaching and yeah. education. Yeah, and um, yeah, what a profound book, actually. Um, yeah, I agree. I have another question, Mr. Mark. For example, now let's go back to the between when you finish your high school and start going to the college. Because a wise man told me one over the time, he said, he told me that Instead of going directly to the college, take a break one year, know your option, then go back to a college, or maybe go work some part-time job or some other time job, or do something, and maybe you discover what you want and what's your purpose in life and what, what's your passion. Then maybe you can take it by a college or by education or by something. Do you agree with that, Mr. Mark, or no? That's a good question. So 
I think there is some advantage in not rushing into um, starting your your degree. You know, you finish your college, you know, then you straight into your degree, and it's like you know one thing after the other. And taking time out does give you an opportunity to think about your next steps and to broaden your horizons. And if you can travel as well, you can you can, you can meet new people, and you know that that you know that's all part of us developing as a person, isn't it? So how how other people live and, and connect with other people, that's really part of us becoming, um, you know, full function adults. So whether that happens when you, before you go to university or, or afterwards, I still think it's something that's really vital. I think that the, um, I think what for me, the, the, the questions about what happens with in that year. So if it's a case of in the year, you end up, I don't know, working at a local shop, for example, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you get to meet people and you get to learn a, a skill and you earn some money. So I don't really have a, have a problem with that. But I don't know necessarily how much that moves you on in terms of your, um, you, know, you know, your thinking in terms of the, the big picture. So if my advice would be if you are taking a year out, think of something that is going to help you to develop your thinking about your future direction. So travel is a good example of that. Volunteering is another example. Can you do some volunteering? Um, and get some get some skills and learn some you know um, some new skills with your volunteering. Um, can you? I mean, paid work in. So I know quite a few people that end up working for a year in civil engineering before they go to university. And I, I don't know what your um, uh, memory is, but when when I was at university, there were a few people that done some work in university in uh, civil engineering before they came, and they seem really switched on they, they they sort of knew quite a bit more about the industry than i did because i all i knew was the academic side so they brought something uh, to the the course which none of the others had so i think actually there's a few different things you can do with a year out which will really enhance your your career to be honest that i will tell you something like i'm planning in the future to interview someone in our podcast he opened a startup one of the best entrepreneurs in the united states about about surveillance 3D modeling. He didn't have an engineering degree and just work in surveying 3 degree. So I resonate with, with you with that, to be honest. Really, really, like if you, sometimes you can't even practice engineering, you don't need a certificate. That's the reason what I think people, you don't need to go to, go to study for you if you want to do engineering or if you do something. So what, let's assume that you are in the college now mm-hmm. and you are doing the college and your education. Suddenly you see stuck, this is not my major. Or like, I don't like this major. I want to change. It's okay to change. It's okay to take break because trust me, we are from Middle East and this is like the forbidden world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think one of the things that sometimes can um, happen is that when we're young, we're impatient. So we want to get to, um, you know, we want to graduate. We want to get some money. We want to buy a car and, you know, do what our friends are doing. Um, sometimes because we're doing civil engineering, our degrees can be a little bit longer some, than some of the other degrees. You know, it's most people now wanting to get chartered, uh, do an MSc, don't they? Um, so it's a long degree. And if you're taking a year out as well, you know, it could be five, it could be a five year degree. So I think there is definitely some impatience. So one of the things that I always say is that your career is long and it's better to take the time it takes to, to get it right, to line up things in a way that is best for you in terms of what you're going to really enjoy, than it is to rush through it and get to the end and then realise maybe 
it's, it wasn't the right degree for you or you're having to start thinking about how you can um, pivot within the industry to enjoy it more when actually if you change courses at some point, that might have been a, a better option for you. So patience is, is, is a, a, an important factor and certainly um, taking time to look around you and have a look and see whether you're enjoying the course is, um, you know, it's a vital skill. I have another question. For example, now the new media, like what Ghanem said previously about creating content and, you know, like YouTube and podcast. Do you think like people can go to start like it's a new field of civil engineer or field to entrepreneur? Like people can mix their passion in something and their passion in other things and can do something like a podcast or content creator or YouTube. The second question, this, this media, carry me more education like the college because for example, for me, if you give me a hard copy or if you give me a lecture in the university book, I'm not going to read it. But if you give me a podcast or an audio book or something like a video on YouTube, I can read more than what I've been in the lecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, well, I mean, to answer your first question, um, we're here now and, and we're, we're so good examples of that, aren't we? We're, we're, we're you know, both, um, all three of us, civil engineers in this industry. And we're all sharing our, our knowledge freely and um that is that is really great and I've, i know a lot of people in the industry that do that you know I've, I've come across quite a few different youtube channels and podcasts where you know that's that's exactly what they're doing they're sharing information and i think that's great i think as a community it's great that we can share information and learn together and grow together because you know to feel like you're on your own can be challenging at times and knowing somebody else is out there that's got knowledge that will help you is 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 really um is really vital so you know youtube podcasts um the different learning platforms there's lots of them isn't there in terms of udemy um teachable i mean i have some courses on my uh, on my website so there's, you know, there's lots of information out there i suppose where i would um you know express some caution would be around Thinking about where your goal is, you know, what is it that you want to do? Because if you're not careful, what can happen is we can jump from one YouTube video to another YouTube video and not really necessarily having a plan for what we're trying to do. So having um, an institution of civil engineers, of course, does this, doesn't it? You know, it, you have a, a CPD uh, document, you know, so you've got all the, the learning in there, haven't you? So you can use your CPD document to plan out your learning. So get back to the, you know, the basics. That's what the CPD um, is there for, really. So we can use that as a, as a, as a, as a way of working out what we need to learn and when. The, the resources are all there. So it's about, even though it sounds a bit sort of, you know, unsexy, uh, you know, um, CPD documents, I'd rather be watching YouTube videos. Um, do look at the CPD document first, then go to the YouTube videos. So, so, Mark, I really like your word, growing together. It just reminds me with Professor Martin Seligman. You know, he's the guru mm-hmm. of positive psychology. And Professor Martin, and I think he's professor from Pennsylvania University, and he have a wonderful book called Flourish. And he said that one of the needs of human, I think it is one of the Maslow extended triangle, is the impacting other. And uh, this can be by creating healthy environment and engagement. It's really hard um, to satisfy 
uh, especially engineers like us, our needs to impact other and we don't engage and we create the own environment. And I think the beauty of uh, your uh, you know career, that uh, career education and coaching, it, it contains this direct impact. You know, it's as you are seeding your idea and you can see see it that are growing everywhere and. Um, I think I don't know what you think about this uh, statement. And second, uh, my second question: Can following your gut be part of career coaching? And I mean, for example, they can. They will come to you, Mark. I know maybe I'm not sure about it, but I have the gut. I I'll take the leap of faith for it. I I feel it's right. I don't know, but I feel it's right. How mm. will you answer this question? Good one, good one. And uh, I did listen to your um, your previous guest actually on um, on intuition. So I know I know, um, I know where you're coming from on the, with this question. And I found that interview fascinating actually, because intuition is very important. And you know, following you in your intuition, yeah, I you know I'm, I'm I'm all for that. The the challenge is that sometimes the intuition gets interfered with. So in other words, something gets in the way of us feeling that intuition. So it could be fear. It could be um, not, you know, not wanting to put, put ourselves out there. It could be not being tuned in to our intuition. So if everyone could feel their intuition really well, you know, they really tuned into it, then that would be great. I just think the challenge is that not everyone can easily tune in to that intuition because the, the feeling that you might have, which is don't do something, can be very, you know, if it's the intuition version of that can be very similar to the fear version. So being able to understand the difference between fear showing up and intuition saying don't do it, that is not always very easy. So I was fascinated by your interview um when when that when that was discussed actually and i was <laughs> i was thinking about that before the podcast so i'm i'm glad you you asked that question so that that's you know a career coach can help you to work through that so it can be about you you know better understanding and tuning into that and actually there are things showing up which uh, saying don't do something let's have a look is that fear or is that an in, intuitive feeling which you should listen to so it's about helping the the uh, the client to educate themselves so they can become better. Um, you know, there's this thing in, in about being a coach that we don't ever want to be um, have the client dependent on us. So when the coaching um, relationship finishes, the coach then has more skills and more ability to be able to make better choices. So it, they use those in later on in their career as well. So rather than being dependent on the coach, you know, having to ring them back up again, I'm stuck again, um, you know. So it's about creating independence. So, Mark, I get this question for you: If somebody wants to be a career coach or career advisor, uh, should he have more critical thinking uh, aspect and feature, and or should design thinking or both of them? Which kind of features he should have? A critical thinking pattern, a school of thought, or design thinking school? Yeah. Of thought? Well, I think. There is no uh, right or wrong answer to that question. I know that some coaches um, do have uh, a design approach to their, um, you know, there's there's one particular um, coach I'm thinking of that is, has built his own, his career, uh, his, his business as a career coach around the, the process that he adopted from an engineering um, work. So I think that is, you know, that can be equally good. But I think, 
to, to be a really good coach, you need a balance of many skills. And it's about being able to you know, really connect with people, be able to really, you know, get them to sort of open up to you and talk to you about the the challenges they're facing. Um, having sort of the ability to uh, dig down and, and, and sort of explore the, the values and their interests and, and the skills and really sort of reveal that information to them so they can use that uh, to help them in their career. Um, look, looking at them with, you know, options and goal setting, um, having, you know, really good empathy and being able to ask good questions. It's a combination of many things, actually. And I think as, um, you know, as someone that's had a long career in civil engineering, I think I've there's lots of things I bring to my coaching, which I've learned along the way, you know, as a manager and as a leader, um, as, as someone that has delivered projects and have, you know, has achieved things in my career. I bring a lot of the things and the skills I've learned and mesh them with the more traditional idea of what it takes to be a career coach. This idea of, you know, good questions, allowing lots of space for your client to uh, understand the situation for themselves, being able to, you know, um, to plan with the client next steps. I've been able to support them to make those next steps. So, it, so it's a real combination of many skills, actually. And, you know, ultimately, no two uh, coaches are the same. So I always advise if, um, you know, people are looking for a, for a coach to, you know, have a look around because there are, there are, there are lots to choose from. Um, in fact, on my website, I have a, um, a guide which helps you to choose a coach. Um, you know, get, ask some questions you might want to ask when you meet a coach because it's really important that the coach and you fit together. So, you know, see see how you work with the coach when you first have that um, discovery meeting. You know, most coaches offer a, like a 30 or 45-minute discovery call. How do you get on with a coach? Do you work, seem to work together well? Could you work with that person? And, you know, the questions you can ask them really um, that I've set out in the guide really help you to discover whether that person is right for you or not. Well, actually, I resonate with that because, to be honest, two years I went for some coaching for some career and mental and mental thing, mental health and this thing. So I completely resonate with that. And even I went through your website; it's a fascinating website, and it, the guidelines there is really thick on the website. But the most most resourceful thing what I did is your podcast, and that an easy tool like a concise material and digestible material to anyone. So can you tell us what is the reason of your publishing your podcast? The Bravo podcast. Yeah, th- thanks, Ati, for that feedback. I do, I do appreciate that. Well, it's a good question. I mean, I I love listening to podcasts first first and foremost. I mean, I, I've always listened to them. I mean, I was one of the early adopters. Um, I used to always listen to different podcasts when I was driving to work and when I was walking. And when I started my coaching, I had all this information that I wanted to develop and share. So, as, as you know, when you prepare a podcast you you end up doing a little bit of research you end up deepening your knowledge and by sharing that you become better as a career coach in my case um in your case as a as a civil engineer and um so you know it was about me wanting to deepen that knowledge share it and you know i, I find the way i do it i find it a, a fascinating approach really because i don't have a i do have some interview shows they're one in every five. So most of my episodes are actually 
are about one subject of career coaching. So the idea would be by listening to all these separate small episodes, you actually get the skills you need to really improve your career bit by bit. So it's not like one big, you know, long podcast about career coaching. It just, each one deals with one subject. So for example, I did a, um, one, one episode was on, should I leave my organization or should I stay? Just a simple question. And I, you know, so I talk about that and I've got a guide for people that they can use. Another one is, how do I know what my values are? What's important to me or what I'm interested in in my career? So just by breaking it down into sections, it makes it easy for people to understand what it's all about. I completely resonate with that. And I completely resonate when you said that, like when you do a podcast and you are doing research, you also educate yourself. Because to be honest, One of the reasons when I open the podcast, when I interview people, despite I do the research, despite I try to have research from them, when they are speaking in the episode, something is talking to me, like something is triggering me. Like sometimes I want to read more from them. Like that one, this is education. Like for me, this education better than 100 lectures in, the, in a normal classroom, like where I can take education, where I can get information. And lovely, it's more laid back information. It's also digestible and everything. And I agree with, like, really, and I like what you put, like, in the 15-minute concise, concise material. Because, really, these people, these concise can be easier, and people can listen, like, for example, when they go to the gym, when they are on the walk, or something, you don't have to read a book, you don't have to go to a lecture. I really, I really appreciate you for that. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think the other thing is, and, and, and you, you guys have, have realized this, is that all the great connections you're making, So I looked at your your guest list and it's star studded. You've got some really great guests on there. And you know, in what other avenue would you be meeting and speaking with and interviewing people from such a wide um you know walk of, of life? And um, you know, I feel honored to be invited onto the um onto the show after looking at the list of other guests you've had there. So <laughs> thanks again for the invite. You're welcome anytime. Because I want because really because we are trying Because I'm reading from them when they are coming. Trust me, I'm not even, I'm not even like, I'm not even research. I'm reading from them. But now I, let me have one question. Because I have, we have a friend and we have a friend who left civil engineering after graduate. And it was like one of the unique cases. So many people, especially civil engineering, we graduate. We want, we discover like we love something else. Is it okay for the guy leave complete major or he have to be still afraid in the bubble? I said, no, I still educated. I still have college. I paid for the college. So what do you tell him? Like if someone wants to change his career completely. Mm. And is, is this person, sorry, did you say he graduated already or is he still at university? He graduated for civil yeah. engineer. Well, I think it, it's a simple one for me. Um, if he's not enjoying his career, then obviously he needs to think carefully about what, needs to happen next i think the the challenge is to work out why he's not enjoying the 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 career so what, what i see can happen in civil engineering is we graduate and we we you know we've done all these years at university and there's almost an expectation that we should be able to start you know doing stuff straight away and being a great civil engineer and it doesn't happen like that of course It does take time to become proficient at civil engineering. And I think what sometimes happens is that some, some, some graduates get cold feet. Sometimes they're not quite certain 
that sticking with that path um, is the right thing for them to do. You know, perhaps they don't feel like they want to get to the, let's just say it takes another five years, let's say, for them to feel like they're, you know, pretty pretty good in the industry and that, you know, they can, they can yeah, you know, they feel like a good civil engineer. They're not, maybe they're not chartered yet, but maybe they feel like, you know, they're, they're really starting to um, do some really good work and recognize for that at work. To get to that point, it does take a bit of hard work and sometimes it can be quite confusing as to whether you're actually going to arrive at that point and feel like, yay, it's all been worth it. Because what can sometimes happen is you can do those five years and you can get there and you think, well, actually, it's not really what I want. Um, Maybe I want to look at a different role within civil engineering. And I think, you know, I would... I would sort of try and get them to have a think about what the reason is for them not enjoying the job at that at that point in time. Is it because it's it's difficult for them to get to a point where they feel like they're accomplished, or is it just that they're not enjoying it? I mean, I don't know. Can you tell me a little bit more about the the reason for uh, your friend's um, dilemma? So, so Mark, um, and I really like the word enjoyment, like because for me as a value, enjoyment is a very deep thing. I think many people, they don't understand the word enjoyment as should be, and they mix it with having fun. And um, I mean, I think enjoyment, it's uh, um, it comes from passion. Many people, they don't know that passion is originally... It means from Latin heritage to suffer, but it is you enjoy the process. So I just have something that um, um, personally that I'm working in that I'm reading different book about happiness and finding purpose of life. So I just will share my own definition of happiness. And uh, I just, you know, I, I want to take your opinion about it. So I define happiness as the skill of creating and sustaining an environment that suits your core value to live your mission journey with enjoyment to make a world a better place. Well, I mean, that's, um, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't think I can beat that. <laughs> that's, um, that's a very good, very good definition. And you're right about the, the, um, you know, the view that people have about happiness can be to sometimes, um, you know, relegate it to being not as important as other things. But what ultimately, you know, what is more important than, than you know, enjoying um, join work and, and feeling happy in, in what you do isn't ultimately, you know that that that's what it's all about for, for me really. That if you're enjoying what you do on a on a Sunday night and you're thinking about work on Monday, you want to have that feeling that great. I'm looking forward to getting up on Monday. I've got an interesting project I'm working on, and I relish you know that 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 role. And too many of us put up with not having that and feeling like. Well, you shouldn't really enjoy work. It's meant to be something you should just do and and just get through. Um, but that's such a, such a limiting idea, and there are so many options for you to look at. That you know, life is, is is way too short to spend too long in a career that you're not enjoying. So if you do get stuck and you're not enjoying it, then you know, do start to think about your options. And if that is difficult, then seek out someone that you can that can help you to uh, to look at those in more detail. Definitely, career is much more than that mm. paycheck, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, I mean, I think, I suppose, civil engineer, you know, widening the, the topic to 
salary and 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 you know how much civil engineers are paid. I think generally civil engineers probably not the best paid. It's fair to say they're not the best paid industry in the world. True. Um, and lots of people end up going into the industry for other reasons other than than pay. And so they make the right starts in that way. They, they're not they're not following the the shiny lights of being a lawyer or a you know accountant. Um, they're following things they are interested in and that you know things they're good at. But then don't forget that you know keep thinking about what it is that's important to you and how you can really focus in on those aspects to make sure that you do enjoy work and you do look forward to work on a Monday morning. Yeah, I agree with you. Like what I, I agree with you. You already respond all what what my friend was feeling and he left and he went to the marketing, which is what he was passionate about. It is now he's a YouTuber and he's now he's enjoying his thing and he's really happy. And he told me, said, shall I still work, like, work in this major for one year and be 10 years extra to be suffered? Okay, I worked five years, fine. Let me try something else. And he loved it now, what he did. So I really, I really, I really agree with you. Yeah. Like if you do it from a joyful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's, the, there's this thing about, uh, in terms of careers, that it's hard to think your way into an ideal career. So, you know, if, if, you, if you sit down with, you know, read some books and maybe watch some, watch some videos and you make some notes, it's hard to think your way into what will be ideal for you. Ultimately, we do have to try stuff. We have to try new things. We have to, you know, try a marketing role. Do we, did we enjoy it? Yeah, you know, your friend really enjoyed it. And, you know, that, that, but for him, that, that felt like the right thing to do. It's, it's hard to do that without taking any action. So one of the things that I encourage is for people to experiment and try and try on a new a new thing. Now, that can sometimes mean that you 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 know you have to leave one role to, for another, but not ne- not necessarily. Sometimes you can you can work um, do something in the evenings, for example. I mean, you know, podcasting is is an example of how you you know become a publisher, isn't it? And um, so there are things you can try that are not about changing your job, which allow you to experiment and see whether you might enjoy it. In fact, when I was learning to be a career coach that's that's what i did i worked uh, in the evenings and that's that's you know many years and that's how i learned my skill and so but i knew then that was something i was really excited about if we don't do that if we just make it a very uh, cognitive exercise and try and think our way into what's what's best we we find it very difficult because we've no feedback have we on what's 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 working for us and not I completely agree with you because to be honest, like, for example, in my condition, like, for example, like I opened many projects in my life. I tried too many things in my life. When I start me and Ghana, we start this podcast idea, like it tickle up and I can't like it. I just like it's my passion. Like, despite I work in this for a part time, it's not my full time job. It's my part time. And it is one of my dream and our passion to have like in podcast. And because like we do something we love. We talk about something we love. We do something we love. And we interview amazing like, like Mr. Look, Mr. Mark. So any final, any final thoughts from you? Um, well, I would just say, just to add to what you just said there, I really liked on your um, your website, you have that photograph <laughs> of the two of you um, just just before you, you've decided to do the podcast, which is great. I really I really thought that was uh, that was tremendous, actually. And uh, you guys work really, really well together. In terms of final thoughts, my, my final thought would be, um, don't ever think that you're trapped or you're stuck or that there, that there is no route out of the situation that you're in if you're not feeling happy in your career. 
there's always people that you can speak to. There's always new information you can you can get that, which will help you. And there's always professional advice you can seek if if you need that. So p- please, you know, my message to your listeners is don't suffer in silence. If, if, if you're not enjoying your role, reach out and get some support because, um, you know, it's really important that we, we do enjoy our jobs and that we have long and satisfying careers. I completely agree with that because to be honest, like you have to seek, you have to ask help, you have to check someone doesn't have to be your parents because you have one-sided option like you can have from your friend a coach a mentor or something because either if you keep it inside it will go to a mental health issue in the future so i completely resonate you with that yeah absolutely yeah. so really appreciate you thank you really appreciate i really today i read a lot from you mr mark and i hope all of the audience will, will, will read from you and everyone will read, like most of the people will read from this podcast and we hope we helped yeah no yeah no I really appreciate you inviting me on here and um yeah that let's stay in touch I've, I'll I'll carry on listening to your uh, podcast and look forward to the content you're creating Me too I'm listening to I I almost like half of your I'm already half of your podcast like I already have listened five episodes for your podcast Oh thank you And we'll put your podcast in the show notes for sure Yeah thank you very much Thank you I appreciate take care Take care Wow what a conclusion yeah it was great talk with Mark. To be honest, really, like, like really, he hit deep thing. You know, he triggered thing, many things deep. So, what do you like and what do you think about this episode, guys? Do you love it? Do you like it? And please, guy, ask us to put a review in Apple Podcast and also ask please to share the episode to other. Sharing is caring and we rise it by each other. Thank you and taking you and wishing you the best. Thank you. Bye. It was nice to meet you. And the member guy. We raised by sharing the knowledge to everyone. Sharing is caring. It was nice to meet you guys and wishing you the best. Take care guys and wishing you the best. You guys have a good, good day and good night. Thank you.